0: You volunteered here, do it. Uh, Welcome back to the From the North podcast. It's a Masonic uh, podcast where three fellow Master Masons get together once a week or so and uh, just share our thoughts and opinions on the latest and greatest that we have learned in Masonry. And uh, my name is Gary. And I am uh, the official sword bearer of the lodge, uh, Harmony Lodge number twenty-one. <laughs> I always want to say twenty-three. I don't know why. Yeah, interesting. I don't know I, think, you know. I don't think we have a twenty-three in Utah. I uh, wouldn't know. I am AC Ransom,
1: uh, member of Harmony Lodge number twenty-one. I was going to jump in with it. Do yeah, bro. Senior <laughs> steward. Well, where do you transition from? Well, I think like that stole my thunder,
0: too, so... <laughs> I
1: thought you were... I, I, I thought you were done, I was no, like, no, I'm just fine. gonna, and we're doing
0: intros.
2: Uh, I think that's an interesting topic, though, because, like, don't they retire the number after a lodge uh, gets, like... Closed? Yeah, it gets closed. Um, I mean, probably. Because I thought that's why there's, like, these weird gaps in the numbering of lodges. And there
0: might be, and, and it'd, be, it'd be some fun history to find out. I think that'd be
2: cool. Yeah, I'd like to look into that. But I'm Jason, Jason Lee. Uh, I am a deacon of the junior variety in Harmony Lodge 21. Slickest intro yet. Uh, Yeah, toast. Uh, Anyways, so just like normal, we uh, have a couple of conversations. We have a couple of things we want to talk about. um, But we're also going to try to just, you know, do whatever, see what happens. Hang out, have a good time. In our never-ending crusade to find an excuse just to hang out, and personally, I think this works. Like uh, doing the podcast
0: as an attempt to hang out, mm. like it's a good excuse for yes. me. I mean, it's me. It's my especially right now where we're struggling with or with uh, social distancing and the and the not being able to attend lodge in person and and things like that. This this gives me an opportunity to recharge my batteries with some of my uh, bestest brothers. Totally. And as I was thinking this morning, like, I woke up in a
2: uh, salty mood, I would say. Uh, <laughs> like, I would say I woke up on the wrong side of the bed, but I only have one way to get out of the bed, so there's, it was just a bad morning. That's why I put you in a bad mood. Smack against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, but I, I was definitely in a bad mood, and I was in this... Yeah, I was just not. I don't know. It's just you just wake up like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I remember this morning I was just like, "Ugh, I have to drive all the way up there," and like I just wasn't feeling it. And if we didn't have the podcast, like to be honest with you, I probably wouldn't have driven up here today. But already, I'm glad that I did. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm already glad that I'm here and like just. Just shooting the breeze, just hanging out. Like it's been good. But I, I know for sure if if it hadn't been for the podcast, I probably would not have had the motivation to like get here. So it's working for me at
0: least. Uh, I feel like this is actually useful. Right. It's right like right now. I think we're one of the only podcasts that actually still has people meeting in person. We are socially distant. Yeah. I mean, if yeah, push can't... came to shove, I could get a measuring tape out and say, "Yeah, we're all six yeah, feet apart." I mean, <laughs> your foot
2: is maybe within six feet of mine, maybe. Now it is, now that you're extending
0: it. <laughs> Yeah, now that you're, oh, because we're in your house and you're barefooted? Ugh. ugh. <laughs> Just kidding.
2: So one of the topics we wanted to talk about was past masters um, and how necessary past masters are, what that means, uh, and this is a topic that, Gary, you posited, or that you threw out there, and I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on what is a past, maybe what is a past master first off, but then second of
0: all, um, are they necessary? So take it away. And so I wanted to discuss uh, what our thoughts are as to what a past master should be, how they should act, um, what their role in lodge should be, and what can we do as the three of us to uh, help facilitate that vision of what a past master should be. Um, Just (laughs) to preface
2: that real fast, uh, and kind of add to this a bit. I feel like when we have these discussions, that Gary, you know a lot about Freemasonry. Like, you know a lot. And AC, you've been in Freemasonry, at least as an inner apprentice, for years. Uh, and I came into Freemasonry knowing almost nothing. And everything I've learned has just been in the last few months. So if... I don't, I don't know. I feel like I personally feel a little unqualified to, to talk about this, but I can tell you what my impression is coming into the Lodge, what I was kind of told... Was the point of a past master, and whether or not that's true.
1: Um, Plus, your experience of not knowing anything about past masters, saying how they react. So here, here's here's what Why I'll do. I'll, do I'll tell you, that. I'll tell you what I was told, and
2: to to an extent, what I still believe. Um, as I came into
1: to the masonry program, and then with your experience, like tell me where I'm wrong, Uh like what well, means- actually. Well, for any non people listening, past master refers to somebody who was the Worshipful Master, or the in-charge person of the Lodge, once before, and now, and once you serve that role, forever then afterwards, you're, you are referred to as a Past Master.
0: Yeah, and in a lot of jurisdictions, a lot and of then, Grand jurisdictions, they're Grand Officers, all the Grand Officers are Past Masters. You mm-hmm. technically cannot be a, a Grand Officer without having been at least the Master of your Lodge for one year. Mm-hmm. So, you, essentially, you have to be a Past Master. And so, with that clarification, Jason...
2: I was essentially taught that in Masonry, I mean, we, we call it meeting on a level where everybody is equal. Everybody gets one vote. There's not a vote that matters more or less than somebody else's. We're, we're all equal. Um, for the sake of being able to run a lodge with like some kind of structure and to be able to like direct the direction, there has to be someone in charge. Um, and that person is, of course, elected each year, and that's the Worshipful Master. Uh, and while they're in that office... Uh, they still meet on the level, but they are in charge of the lot. If they say we want to do it this way or we want to do it that way, then that's how we do it. Uh, because that's a necessary. In order to function, there has to be someone onion. Uh, and then, as I understood it, after you've done that, getting that past master status is almost just a title or, or an honorific, I should say, hmm. where it's uh, a recognition that you were that person that. Did a lot more because the worshipful master, the person in charge, ends up doing a lot. Like that year, it's usually pretty stressful for them. So it's an honorific. Uh, they're not more or less. We should listen to their opinion because, again, they were in charge for a while. They get how lodges run. They have experience, and we should recognize that experience. But it's it's nothing more than an honorific. That's as far as I understood it. That's what was mostly explained to me. I think I think you I think
0: you've got it. I think that's 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 pretty much it. That's but, the ideal of what right a past the master ideal be. of a past master. But so then,
2: how does that actually look in practice? Right?
0: <clears throat> there are some special privileges in the state of Utah, really, for like past what? masters when it comes to grand communication. So all the past masters, when we vote on legislation, um, each lodge gets a vote from their uh, current uh, master. The senior and junior wardens get a vote. The secretary, I think, also gets a vote. No, no, it's just the two wardens. So just to clarify real fast. So each, each lodge gets three votes. So you mean when there's statewide changes to Freemasonry? Yeah, so like we're going to change the, the the Grand Lodge by lots. And there was a couple of pieces that were on the table uh, last January for uh, consideration. Um, so each lodge gets three votes, but they technically can get a extra vote a past master is there
1: past master gets
0: a vote. every past master every past master and then but it goes even further so like if you are a past grand master you get a single vote. but uh um so there are there are privileges for being a past master or a past grand master um, from that standpoint in theory that
2: should still keep every lodge relatively equal though should because you know you only get generally speaking one master per year which means you should no no lodge should end up getting more past masters to be able to influence the direction
1: of
0: Right well all your past masters only get one
1: yeah, so it's, oh. so it's all past masters has one conglomerate game. Okay. Oh.
0: oh!
1: Okay, I, I
2: yeah, i way misunderstood that. I thought it was yeah. if you're a past master, you also get to vote. Which
0: was a little odd for me to kind of watch and see in practice. That? And I don't know why that was implemented or what the history is behind it. So that's going to be one of those fun history treats to go dig in. And maybe well, you not know. To...
1: I do not know the history of it, but I was going to say it's probably closer to what Jason was saying. More as like a way to show respect for the service that they did because you're not right. paid for being the worshipful. No. You just have a hard job for a year, if not more. So it seems more like a respect thing right. to me. Well, and I don't know. There's how many lodges
2: in in Utah? Twenty something? At least twenty
0: one. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, I mean, skip <laughs> yeah, but they're not all <laughs> active. Not not all those are. are but active even if you, you're
2: right. That's that's fair. So even if you said there was like fifteen active lodges, uh, three votes. Per each lodge, right? The one past master vote is not a huge like th- thing to determine stuff, I would imagine. No, it doesn't but,
0: swing things like not like past grandmasters. Each one of those, each oh, one gets oh, a vote. Oh. If they show up. Which a lot of them do. That's you know,
2: that's interesting. They can actually <laughs> with
0: all the past masters together, and 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 I hope I observed this correctly, they could actually counter what?
1: The rest of Utah The, the rest of
0: the uh, Utah set. I don't want to step on your toes. AC, do it. But I'm going to do it anyway. Yes, do it. Yes. Uh, Go ahead. The yes. one thing that I thought was really neat <laughs> yeah. at, at the Grand Communications with the past masters is, is they actually came in. It was the only thing that was passed. Uh, they got together as a group and said, we need to change this thing. It's It, it, it was just concerned with the... The time of voting, because in the bylaws it says we cannot vote on this matter prior to two o'clock in the afternoon on the second day of communications, and we had gone through all the material in a hurry and worked through our schedule. And they got together and went and, and chatted and talked and said, "Okay, uh, let's as a group let's make this change." And then they went out to everybody and 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 lobbied for it, if you will, and uh, the change happened and it was a good thing and it needed to happen. And I think past masters in a lodge could could be could do the same thing could be very beneficial i'm going to tell on us a little bit here sweet our lodge and and i've only been active in our lodge for a year and a half so i don't have a lot of experience i've been told that we've gone through phases that we're in another phase kind of a building phase but right now our past masters Don't attend. We have a lot of our past masters are not there. Um, I've been to, uh, we used to have, before uh, I became a Mason, um, we would have these past master nights uh, once a year uh, where they would invite uh, brothers and fellows to come. And they would have a night where they would um, kind of show off their past masters. And that's where I met some of the other past masters. That's the only time I've ever seen them. Um, so we, we struggle in our lodge with, um, benefiting from having our past masters there. Now we do have one that's, that's very super active, uh, but he's only been back for a year or two himself. He is, and and he's my only past master that I have the base, the base this off. Of. I know other past masters from other lodges but he is he to me is the ideal past master. He comes in, he doesn't make waves. Um but he does state his opinion when it needs to be stated. Mm-hmm. Like we've had a, uh, some things we've had a little controversy with it and he's he's popped up and said, "This is why we did it. This is the way it should be done." And everybody went, "Yeah. yeah. He's right mm-hmm. because he has that experience and he has that history with the lodge." And um, until then
1: all all he does is just cheerfully volunteer to help yeah he fills with, in where wherever he, he
0: needs to and he cheerfully I, like you said he cheerfully does it and he's he's happy to do it he was he I, he was asked to be my coach and he, i'm sure he hadn't gone through the ritual in a long time but he did it i mean he helped me through it um to me that's what a past master should be and should do some of my research for this episode um i started looking at online um, there are other jurisdictions with active past masters um, where some lodges have created past master associations within their lodge. Interesting. And those guys have become kind of their own charitable organization. There are some grand jurisdictions that actually have a past master society um, where they have, their own, they have their own meetings, they have their own educationals, they have their own charitable efforts. Uh, they do their own magazines and newsletters, uh, and they teach past masters how to be past masters. And I can understand. I can I can understand how frustrating it would be for somebody who was just recently. And I'm kind of sliding. I want away from what I just talked about because I've been in the in very similar shoes where you were in this position of leadership, and everybody looked at you for all the answers for a year, and then your replacement comes in. Somebody who you should have been helping, trained, yeah, trained, and then you guys have been working through the pillars together for at least, what, three years? At Ish. that point? Um, training your replacement, and, and, and to have somebody come in and tweak your program. And how frustrating it was. I, I had a very similar experience. I'm a retired fire chief. I was the, the fire chief here in this valley uh, for seven years. And then, because I wanted to run more calls and I wanted to run more medical, I joined a, one of the local uh, city fire departments. And my replacement came in and made some changes, and I got bitter. And I wonder if that's maybe some of the reason that we've lost a couple of our recent past masters. Why they're not here? Um, they're good guys. I love. I our last three past masters. I've I've known. I know them well enough to know that I like them. Oh yeah. Um, there are some things that they. I mean, one his festive boards were just they were fun, and the other one, as far as you know, working your mind and and pushing you to think. I don't think there's anybody better in lodge that can do that and then our our most recent past master was my first master. So that's true. and and he and I also have some history outside of outside of our lodge. We were both in BSA programs together, we we're both order of the arrow members. Um so we have some history and I want those guys to come back. And I haven't seen them. Yeah. And I wish they were there. I I would love to hear their wisdom. I to me I think that's what past masters be is is advice people. And I've I gone like to them. other lodges where that's happening. I've, I remember going to a lodge just south of here for a degree and um, their current master was brand new. It was his first time sitting in a chair. Guess where the current past master was sitting? Right next to him. Right next to him. I mean, there's why that's there's a reason I think we have those chairs sitting in front of the room right next to the past master and they're invited to come sit with him. Um you mentioned a lot of things there and one one that I just want to
2: Touch on a little bit more that I really like that you said. First off, I agree with what you're saying. Um, I love the idea of the past master is that source of wisdom, is that source of of knowledge, and maybe that's, again, part of the reason why they have uh, more votes, right, is because they are that source of wisdom. But one of the things you said was they have, like, talking about, like, past master associations or whatever, and you specifically said teaching past masters how to be past masters. Uh, And... I mean, Freemasonry is about teaching men to be better men, and, but we don't teach you how to be a past master. Like, that's not part of it. And the reality is, everything you just explained about being, like, fire chief, about uh, feeling that bitterness, like, that's normal. Like, that doesn't go away just because you're magically a Freemasonry. Like, that's part of being human when someone replaces you, right? Like, that's normal. Uh, and so I think having something like an association for past masters or, or, or what have you, whatever, to teach pathmasters how to be that pathmaster. I feel like I'm saying pathmaster a lot. Uh, it's like losing <laughs> all meaning. But I, I feel like that's necessary because we almost can't, if we do have someone that comes in that, that was a master, and, and they are making a bunch of waves, and they are super bitter about something or whatever, we almost can't blame them because who's taught them how to be a past master, right? Who's taught them how to fill that role? Uh, like, I jumped in as junior deacon. Like, I said, this is my first position I've had. Uh, and I, my first thought was, crap, what do I do? Like, do I need to memorize stuff? Do I need to practice things? Do, it, what are my responsibilities, right? Uh, and our current uh, Worshipful Master, uh, he, he explained some of that. But honestly, Bob, uh, or one of our past masters uh, that, that you were talking about, the, the really active one, uh, he explained a lot of that to me, too. Uh, and that was awesome because I got to know this is what my position is. And, like, there's obviously not a junior deacon association, but somebody had to teach me how to be a junior deacon, right? Because that's not part of being a better man. That's part of being just this one kind of funky aspect of Freemasonry, my, my, my office. Uh, so I that idea, that idea of an, of an association, or, and again, I don't know, like, the logistics of it, but uh, that makes so much sense to me.
0: Yeah, well, I, I totally agree. And I think past masters fill that role. They all should have. Gone through all the chairs that we're starting to learn. <laughs> Should to have. have in this, you know, here I in our jurisdiction. Did. Going through the chairs, you can go through in a hurry, um, which is <laughs> unfortunate. And uh, I thought of that, that scares me still. And then, and then there's some of us that don't ever want to sit in those chairs, and hopefully we never get there. But we still need, just like Jason said, I was going to say, just like you said, and point at you, and nobody no, will see it. <laughs> um, I, I would know. That's all that matters. Those guys have the experience and we need that experience and the things that they know to help pass it on to us that are in this up and coming generation of of Masons, the ones that are learning um, the ritual, what to do, what should I be doing as the the senior steward or what should I uh, what should I be doing? What should I be checking? What questions should I be asking as the Tyler? Some lodges will actually put uh, their past masters the 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 current past master is a position Hmm. in the lodge where they are an an advisor to uh the master themselves but then they also the past masters uh some of them are also put in charge of the ritual committee or are the district lecturers yeah the district lecturer that's what it is Deputy director, deputy lecturer, that kind of stuff. They're the they're the they're the ones that help you with the ritual in your lodge. And then the other thing is, is like unites when you have degrees and you're missing a certain part. Those are the guys that can step in and with out batting and I will perform flawlessly. And I think if
1: they were invited in to fill that crucial role, we'd see our past masters come back. Jason, um, I do like the hand raising. Uh, it helps, huh? I, I, well, it hasn't so far, but
2: it I do not, like the it, idea. It's helped. It's helped. <laughs> well, it's only happened twice, and one of the times I did wait. Uh, and the <laughs> second time, nothing happened. <laughs> so <laughs> worked for me. <laughs> um, anyways, so <laughs> so I, I think there's there's two aspects to this, two two things I want to mention. Uh, specifically, what you're talking about, past masters. The the thing I've gotten from people, and I didn't really realize that I had heard this. But there's very much this almost impression that oh, you just served as worshipful master. Now take a year off. Uh, from what I've heard, almost every single past master, including our our most recent one, uh, just kind of drops off the board uh, as soon as they're they're out of that role for, for at least a year. For at least a year. And I think the reason which uh, is again, insane. Which but, is but but don't do it, it. Is it though? Right? Because you've gone through. Let's let's look at an ideal world. You've had a person that's gone through all these chairs, has always had a position, always had a responsibility, and then suddenly it's like, okay, you have no more responsibility, right? You can get dependent on that responsibility to come to Lodge. It's like, I needed a podcast for us to hang out today. Like, that's, quite frankly, that's part of the reason I'm here. Past masters need a, a responsibility to come to Lodge. It's not just magic, right? It's not just, we do it, in, in an ideal world, we would do it just because we want to be Freemasons. But again, they've had this responsibility for years, they still need that responsibility going forward. We all do. That's, that's what helps us stay a part of any organization. And so when you're talking about things like the current past master or the most recent one, uh, like almost is not even invited to the East, is almost expected to just constantly sit there um, and help the, the, current, the current master, right? Like I love that idea because it's giving a responsibility to saying, we need you to show up, please show up, because you have this thing to do. And then putting other stuff together like, hey, we need people to to be in charge of ritual, we need people to do this, this is your job. And that's not going to work for everybody, of course. But again, it's almost a disservice to just say that it's, I don't know, I I just feel like you need that responsibility to to be an active member. Um, I wonder, were you done... I mean, I do have one more thing, but go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, well, it's off. Topic. It's not off-topic. It's just
1: not about what we just talked about. So it's it's, <laughs> it's tangent. Um, I do wonder if so. Part of the reason that some of them, some of the past masters disappear for a bit, is probably Masonic burnout, where they've been enveloped in mystery for so long they've seen to break. I wonder if I I disagree. What like what the responsibility make that worse or would it be a chill enough role for them to feel like they're taking a break from doing stuff but still not vanish for years? I think, go uh, ahead.
0: Derek. Oh, I think, I mean, sitting with the current master in the East and being his advisor, that's the, the pinnacle of your responsibility. You don't have to worry about planning. You don't have to worry about any of that other stuff. You are there just for the current master that's your role so it's a
1: job but no pressure on it yeah
0: i mean you're not you're not getting all the extra pressure of having to to perform to check off all these boxes you're just there to support this guy
2: and i think just to add some meaningless rhetoric to what, what you said i i almost feel like if it is masonic burnout or if that's like a term or whatever i don't know but if that's a thing, I think masonry is being done wrong uh, at that point. I think, uh, yes, the Worshipful Master does have a lot more responsibility, but at the same time, that senior warden is there for a reason. That junior warden is there for a reason. That senior deacon, that junior deacon, that name a person, right? They're there for a reason. And yeah, the Worshipful Master at the end of the day has to be where the buck stops, right? And like they have to be making those decisions and... They're the face for a year. They're the everything for a year. But if it, if it really is so burdensome to, to be that master, then that's more of an issue with like delegation. That's more of an issue of, again, coming back to how you're talking about, we need to be the ones to, to do that. Uh, that needs to be us. That needs to be the members of every lodge. If, if worshipful master burnout is a thing, that is a failure of the members of the lodge, not in any way a past master, uh, because
1: that should not happen. You are 100% correct. I agree. I agree I think, totally. I think it's... Because part of a good leader... <laughs> woo! Um, <laughs> I like first, it when I do well. Good leadership is... You constantly do do well. Um, Yay! Oh. The second episode, I like your bit the most, gets to me, hits me, where I live. I don't listen to it yet. It's good. It's very good. Anyways, um, yeah, because part of being a good leader is... Delegation is like you were saying. So, if he's age- doing his job right, and if everybody else is doing their job right, then being worship master while being a lot of work won't be hell on earth for a year. It'll just be, well, that was busy. Glad I'm not doing that anymore. Now I'll whisper wise counsel in this guy's ear, and it's all good. Yeah, right. it, to me,
0: I mean, I've had various leadership roles over my almost five decades. And, uh, yeah, I, I said that on purpose. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm almost fifty, <laughs> but I think as you as you move up, you have that ability to delegate. Your by the time you're sitting in the master's, the master seat or the grand master, if you take it up to the grand lodge level, it's your year should have already been planned out, taken care of. Everything's delegated. You're just watching the plan unfold, and you're working Ooh. on the next year. Yeah, and you're training. You're training your senior steward, or your, you know, your senior steward, yeah. <laughs> your senior warden to take your place. <laughs> Wait, that's what? that's your focus. <laughs> yeah, helping him plan out his 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 year. You know, so if, I've, if I've heard on um,
1: quite a few podcasts that the three the three pillars should be planning the next years. So that way, it's just one continuous roll on. Like things change, but as part of the same game plan, everybody's on board. It's instead of just. One year, one year, one year, one year. So yeah, I think it's. So it's when you two are need. in those
0: roles in the future, make sure you do that. <laughs> it'll <laughs> never yeah, totally. Yeah, it'll,
1: totally. it'll never happen. Um, not. It'll happen, happen next year or three. <laughs> oh, <laughs> someone just go AC. Oh, AC is warden. <laughs> oh man!
0: Oh, see, I just got myself kicked um, out of Utah Masonry because um, I. Uh, I uh, what's the campaign? Word? Campaign. Right. I campaigned for AC. Yeah. Oh, so is, I can't no, imagine. I mean that's
2: built into how the senior warden and junior warden design designed. Like. The Junior Warden is in charge of the Lodge when we're not in Lodge, and like Senior Warden is in charge when we are, and the Worshipful master is just kind of overseeing, right? They're the one to set out the plan and to say, this is what we want to do, now how do we do it? And that's on the members of the Lodge to actually like, make that happen. Um, so again, I think it comes back to like knowing the role of a leader, but also the, to know the role of every other, other member of the Lodge, or as they're following the leader, right? The leader's role is to be that guidance Uh, and if needed to be in the muck with everybody else to, to, to pull the proverbial wagon along. Right. But uh, a good follower is able to like volunteer for those things and to, to take as much, take as much off the plate of the person in charge of the leader as possible. Right. And the the worshipful master still needs to be able to delegate that, but it's up to us to take that off the
0: plate. Well, and I, I, I like what you said earlier, and I and our current junior warden have had a lot of discussion on this as well. Because not only about Freemasonry, but Scouting, because we both share that history, is that every person in lodge needs a role and needs to feel needed. And whether that's your brand new, Entered Apprentice uh, that's just been made a Mason, comes in the door, all the way up to your oldest Past Master, needs. Some responsibility with knowledge. Huh. They need to know that they're needed. Yeah. Now, if they don't do the job that you've asked them to do, that's a different story. That's a different story. But in that but case, it's they not need like... to feel needed. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs to feel needed. It's a it's a primal, exactly primal thing about being a human, I guess. And so when
2: I get to talk about like past masters, and like you get to this point of where you just have no responsibility, it's all, it's a, you can almost substitute that word for you have no need. Right, you don't feel like you're you're needed in lodge. Like I did my work, I'm done. I'm not needed there anymore. Guess I'll just stay home, right? Because like sometimes, again, sometimes I don't want to go to lodge. Sometimes I I don't want to hang out with people. And like you need that. But if you feel needed, if you feel like people want you there, that that goes miles. That takes up most of the effort in actually getting people to lodge. Um, and so the second thing, ah, oh, crap, now I'm gonna forget what it was. Uh, the same thing I wanted to mention. Oh yeah. So the same thing I wanted to mention on this kind of train, uh, and we're we're kind of approaching time here. But uh, the second thing I wanted to mention on this is we recently had a lot of discussion about uh, this old coin mold that we found. It's like a very special type of coin mold specific to our lodge. Super. A lot of historical value, of course. Um, but one of the things people have been mentioning is to get some more coins made from this mold and to make it a Past Master, uh, almost gift, I guess, where they go, one of our members is trying to go to the Past Masters of Harmony 21 um, and ask for donations, I guess, to get more coins made. And to be honest with me, when they brought that up as, like, a thing, that surprised me. I was like, why in the world would the Past Masters, like, do this thing? Well, I think that speaks to, like, uh, this... Again, that, that surprise almost shouldn't be there, right? Because, in a lot of ways, it's well, the past masters aren't involved. Like that was almost my—I I was just weirded out. I was like, well, they're not really involved. Why would they care? Like, why would they? Why would they need, care about these new guys? Yeah. Numbers? Why would they care about these new guys? Why would they uh, donate funds to this? Like, which I, shows I was just,
0: what your experience with them exactly. Been.
2: That's that's I was, that's that's the point I'm getting
1: to.
0: Which, is which like, is the, wow. the experience we don't need. We need our past masters
2: exactly. Um and so anyways, I was I was providing that more of it. It, it just like you said, like that's an example of like and to be honest, almost until we started talking about this today, um I was still under that same mindset. Like we brought it up last time in our Zoom meeting lodge, just last week I guess it was. I don't
1: know. Whatever. No, that was two Zoom meetings ago.
2: No, we brought we brought it up this most
0: recent one. I dropped I out of that one. Yeah, you were gone by the time that conversation started but again they,
2: they brought it up again and I was still I know even this most recent meeting I was still like I don't understand why they're trying to make this uh, <laughs> a past master like thing it, it was just so weird to me uh, but now hearing you talk about how some lodges have an association or some lodges have like all this stuff like it makes so much more sense to me and I can see like it's not just an honorific almost right it's not just uh oh yeah it's just you're called past master because funsies it's not just an honorific. it's it's actually still uh in some lodges at least a responsibility it's it's almost still a position in the lodge and in a lot of ways these to be treated like that still one vote right still on on the level still meeting on the level but there's almost like that higher expectation for these individuals because they, they've gone through the pillars they, they should be better men by that point um I don't know. Just interesting. I gotta think about this some more because I'm I don't know, it's just a new thought and I haven't had a lot of time to think about it, but
0: I think as a final note though, and if you're a past master listening to this conversation, please, please, please come to lodge. You are needed. Us young guys, us three young brand new Masons, we need you at Lodge. Do not stay home. Come, participate, be active, piss off. The current master by showing up, please.
1: <laughs> right though. Well, and then it's you can have the same effect. Think, think of the good influence you can have on all of the new people that we do have coming.
0: Yeah, and that influence is huge. Yeah, it is huge. You, you, somebody... you set the tone for the lodge. You're training its future le- leaders. Yeah.
1: So, I agree. I I echo what Gary said. Please come if you if any past master happens to listen to this. Please come. It'd be good. I will a third echo.
2: So it's the quietest of the echoes because it's <laughs> done like two times now. Um, I agree. Uh, well, thank you again for listening to uh, this episode of the podcast. Um, this, it's been a good time talking about past masters, talking about everything. Uh, I hope it was... Uh, I hope getting our opinions on stuff was
1: good? Maybe it wasn't. At doesn't matter. At least interesting <laughs> slash entertaining to listen to. At least, you know, maybe. I hope.
0: No. No? Nah. no? <laughs> <laughs> the hosts of the From the North podcast are providing this broadcast as a public service and for their own selfish motives. It is neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of any Grand Lodge, local lodge, or any Masonic body, or Freemasonry in general. Any reference to any specific product, subject, or entity does not constitute an endorsement or a recommendation. The rantings, tomfoolery, and views expressed by the guests and the hosts are their own, and their appearance on the program does not apply any endorsement of them, any grand or local lodge, or any entity they represent.